0: If we got a show for you. Hello, Sean. Drop. Broccoli, celery, gotta be veggie tails. Lima beans, collard greens, peachy King, veggie tails. Cauliflower, sweet and sour, half an hour, veggie vegetale. tails. Veggie tails, veggie tails. It's time for veggie tails. back
1: Sunday school, best show. Best
0: All right, how how do we sound? How's this? Dead. Dead, dead, but it's Christmas time. Yay. It's the it's the holiday season. Should
1: I light the menorah before we start? You should. <laughs> okay. Actually,
0: go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Do it now while we're recording.
1: Wait, I do have to scrape the wax real quick. Hold on. All uh, right. The candles won't
0: fit without it. So do you have a backup? Is that like your primary menorah, and then you have a backup menorah?
1: I just like to have multiple. I've lost three menorahs so far. I had three more. I don't know where they guy- died
0: Taken them to restaurants,
1: I guess, and like left them. Right. We are lighting the first candle.
0: We've lit the second candle. See if Hanukkah? We let the third- I have to call- I'm commentating like it's golf.
1: No show. We've moved mean. on to the fourth camera.
0: Here we are. The fifth night of Hanukkah 2022. I'll give you an Oops. idea of when this was recorded.
1: Alright. Look at that. Look at that Target sponsored beauty. Okay.
0: This, this is We Have We Got to share for You. I'm Michael Rufino.
1: And I'm Liz Brody. And
0: we're here to review episodes of VeggieTales and have interfaith dialogue.
1: Everyone take three seconds to scream.
0: We good? How are we Good.
1: Play? Everyone feel better? <laughs> we all needed that.
0: <laughs> That's good. Well, we're back with another uh, VeggieTales episode review slash theological yeah. discussion.
1: An exciting trip to the produce section.
0: Indeed. Before we get into the episode review slash discussion, there is something that I wanted to share with you, Liz. So <clears throat> so back in July, I went to a concert in Nashville for a group called Chigal Guevara. They were led by a, a guy named Steve Taylor, <clears throat> who did a lot of, you know, Christian music in the eighties. He did the Billy Joe McGuffey song on the Jonah soundtrack, mm-hmm. if you'll recall. It was a great, fantastic show, but, uh, and after the show, I, I you know, got an autograph and got to, to meet some of the band members, but I was on my way out, and I was going through the crowd of people, and I hear a voice that sounded kind of familiar to me, mm-hmm. like, I, like I've heard it before, and I was trying to figure out where I'd heard it before, and I realized I'd heard it before on a DVD special feature. And I turn around, and I see this very familiar-looking guy who I then realize is Mike Naraki, co-creator of
1: VeggieTales.
0: <gasps> you got to meet, met
1: the man himself?
0: I got co-creator of VeggieTales and writer of most of the themes of uh, the series. In songs.
1: an amazing shirt. 10 <laughs> out of 10 black and white Hawaiian print. Maybe camo, maybe turtles, who knows? Doesn't matter. Amazing.
0: The, the picture will be going up on my Instagram along with this episode once it goes out, but I, I have to
1: I'm gonna pass out.
0: And I must tell you how the interaction went because I'm like I'm I can't not like say hi to this guy. You know, right. I can't I can't pass this up. So I
1: Missed, uh, we talk about him frequently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I walk up to him and I just like apologetic like, Hey I'm sorry to I don't want to bother you. I just want to say, you know, from when I was a little kid to now,
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: uh, you know, pretty much I, I loved your your work. I loved to work on Veggie Tales. My first words, some of my first words, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and he was so gracious. He's like, "Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for you know saying that. I you know appreciate that." And uh, I said, "Okay, well, here I'll I'll leave you. You know, I got a picture, and I said, said, right, 'Okay, I'll, I'll leave you be.' And he's like, "Oh, well, thank you." And he and uh, he said, "God bless." And I said, God made you special. And he replied in the voice and loves you very much. He did the Larry voice oh, for me.
1: my God.
0: And he, I didn't ask him. He just did it. And I was, I was like, oh, that's, that was very nice. So Mike Naraki,
1: I if you're like, listening,
0: you're a nice guy.
1: I feel like in his like, day-to-day life, how many times does he really get to do the voice? And it's appropriate.
0: Yeah, just do can't it out like, in public.
1: You can't like discipline your kids that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, where's my hairbrush? You know, like, yeah. what'd your kids do with it?
0: So I did, I did at the top of the show, I had to share that with Liz.
1: Amazing. Although I feel like if I voiced Larry the Cucumber, I would have a lot of fun at the grocery store.
0: Yeah.
1: That'd be a good time for me. I'd hit farmer markets. Oh my God. The power.
0: <laughs> the power. Yeah, it's Christmas. It is. We're back, and it's Christmas.
1: It's Christmas.
0: We're doing a we're doing a Han- we're doing a Christmas thing here.
1: We're just doing Christmas.
0: We're, yeah, we're talking about Christmas, but we've done Hanukkah.
1: It is Hanukkah, but it's Christmas.
0: <laughs> Guys, have you heard about uh, a baby born in a stable in Bethlehem, roughly two thousand years ago?
1: I know several. <laughs>
0: Uh we were talking about we we're jumping order because it's Christmas and because it's it's been a while we wanted to jump back in and do a Christmas special to kind of get back to it we're doing the we're jumping and we're doing the toy that saved Christmas
1: which I had never seen.
0: Yes, this was one of the forbidden it channels. was the
1: forbidden episode I had not <laughs> seen it before um Big Bob the Builder Vibes listen to it. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There was a silly song, a classic silly song, which you'd never heard before or seen before,
1: and it was life changing. It was fantastic. It was
0: a great silly song. It was. We'll we'll discuss it. This was like a feature length. Well, not a feature length because it was half an hour, but like the whole episode was this one big story. There was like a climactic chase scene. They really, you know, stressed the handful of people that they had animating this.
1: They really, and you know, if you'd asked, if you'd said. Those were all words. <laughs> the animation for the time is fantastic.
0: Yes. They're so good. We have characters with limbs for the first time.
1: He is a toy.
0: He is a toy. There are penguins.
1: There's penguins. And the penguins are great. My favorite characters. Pandas on the penguins. Early Pendleton Ward. Yes. Adventure Influence. time. Influence, yeah. Um
0: So we can get into discussing the episode itself. So you said you've never seen this one before. I had not. This is your very first one. Yes. I, ha- I have seen this one before. For, you know, for reasons, obvious reasons.
1: So we start out with, it's classic VeggieTales setup. You have the very, like, overly sincere, innocent little vegetable child.
0: Mm, yes.
1: In bed, questioning big concepts, big ideas, if you will. Yeah, indeed. About life and why Grandpa is so smart.
0: Yes, Grandpa George from Rack Shack of Binning, an episode we're going to do later, is, has come back uh, in this one. And is his child is excited about Christmas because of all the presents and toys that she's going to get. And that's not the true meaning of Christmas.
1: Absolutely not. And Grandpa really wants to emphasize that because he once knew of a town... That didn't get Christmas.
0: They had Christmas.
1: But they, they just didn't, didn't just get didn't it. Just didn't get it. Cut to a musical number. Yes. About the excitement of Christmas. It's very all about uh, uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, the
0: excitement of receiving.
1: Without an amazing Grinch character.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and the the hot toy of this season is called buzzsaw louis which is kind of like a buzz light year riff except there's a saw an actual functioning buzzsaw attachment
1: which is very dark and i love that yeah that's for, especially
0: <laughs> for kids with toys this is like a buzzsaw like a very real sharp looking buzzsaw
1: yeah that whirs toy. and then the uh little toy is like hey nobody loves you if you don't have presents you know it's mm. <laughs> It's cynical. It's dark. Billy uh, has
0: more toys than you.
1: Yeah. There's no
0: ethical consumption under capitalism. Uh, That wasn't in there, but it was inferred.
1: It was, and it's it's great. It's delightful.
0: Yeah, we can get into uh, Phil Vischer in the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, said that he had the idea for this story by saying like the pandemonium about the hot toy every year. It was like Power Rangers one year, it was Tickle Me Elmo the other. The people, Cabbage
1: Patch Kid cabbage crisis. Package,
0: yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. and, and, at several points. And he thought, if you know, t- kind of taking uh, take off on Toy Story, if these toys are alive and see people f- <laughs> see people fighting over them like this, right? Wouldn't it be funny if one of these toys sprung to life and was like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, a self-actualized, self-aware toy trying to stop it.
0: Yes, it's inhumanity, absolves it from human greed.
1: Yeah, it's very Moriarty, walks off the deck. It's great. Yeah. Um, but this toy is determined to find out what the real meaning of Christmas is because he knows he isn't it. He feels like... There's got to be more to all of this. He wants much more than this provincial life. And he goes off on his journey, except not to Boxleyville, because the bridge is broken.
0: The bridge is out. Not Boxleyville, the bridge is out.
1: Yeah. Um, And he runs into our heroes, Bob and Larry. And Junior. And Junior Asparagus, because... He's always there.
0: <laughs> he's always got to show. He's
1: off. just got to be there. He just ha- it's not a VeggieTales episode without Junior Asparagus just being just being Junior. Just being so so innocent and filled with ideas cuz he's impressionable. The man behind Buzzsaw.
0: is is Nibby Kanezer's <laughs> cousin brother?
1: Brother, cousin, whatever they are, Wally Nezer.
0: Yeah, it was a... The strongly
1: Jewish-coated zucchini. (laughs) But as I had said while watching it, I was like, if I were in the VeggieTales world, I'd totally be hitting the zucchini up. So, controversial, but (laughs) the most intriguing. You like power. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And after, so, this this evil zucchini is trying to... uh, just make everyone in this town even more self-entitled and greedy.
0: So that they will purchase.
1: So they'll get more toys, the whole thing. Uh, very um, anti-Willy Wonka, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's fair. You know. Um, and at the same time, they would have gotten along great.
0: And driving this consumerist bent towards Christmas is his ultimate goal of... Uh, I, I, I think it was you know making a lot of money was really the end game
1: when is it not um,
0: like Mr. Kram's
1: so we then go into this silly song, absolute piece of theater magic, oh
0: yes, act break, we then do our silly song, oh Santa
1: um, it is done in three acts. <laughs> At first, you have a very excited Larry the Cucumber just amped up for Christmas trying to share his cookies with Santa. A bank robber walks in. He thinks it's Santa. It's not. It's a bank robber. Whom he offers a cookie.
0: And the bank robber wearing a Santa hat.
1: Says, sure. Okay. And they stay. And they have a good time. She's like hanging out. And then a Viking appears. Played by Paw Grape. Yeah,
0: a a very, very Nordic character played by a very non-Nordic character and actor.
1: We also have our other wonderfully Jewish-coded character playing this Viking on Christmas, and I I'm here for it. You know. Take it back. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would have walked in dressed as a Viking and felt like this was a great opportunity to have a cookie. Okay you got to live in the moment. Pod Grape is really just about grabbing life by those horns. I mean, <laughs> maybe the Wagner reference. Maybe also the Rao Dahl reference. Maybe these are all a little too borderline. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get that deep, right? Let's not. No, <laughs> let's keep having fun. This is a vegetal um, <laughs> He's invited in. And the climax. The moment... That it really all comes together <laughs> as a piece of masterful art is another knock at the door.
0: Well, to, to set up the joke, you have a robber, a bank robber, who comes to steal stuff. Then you have a, a Viking who comes to pillage and, and steal stuff. And then the third.
1: <laughs> Our third visitor is the IRS. <laughs> who gets the door subsequently slammed in his face. A-plus
0: joke. Wonderful gag.
1: Fantastic. Santa shows up. It's pandemonium. The Viking and the bandit have gotten all the things that they are wearing from Santa. It's ridiculous. Bob plays Santa. I think we... Is this where we get to see the upside down of Bob for the first time? (laughs) We do. We see the little dimple in his tomato end.
0: Tomato end,
1: and that's that's a gift in and of itself. And then it and then it goes back to the toys stole Christmas, but it is it's such a delight.
0: How does it rank? Since this is your this is like a new silly song to you, yeah. Is it's on the better end? I'm it's guessing.
1: pretty. It's it's pretty top three. It's done so well. Everything from the detergent as the snow, snow in outside, the background, yeah. just the pile of detergent around the the open window. The production, the jokes, the message, Larry's silliness in general. Top tier. Absolutely fantastic.
0: That's that's good to hear.
1: You know? Like, it's, you know, people are often surprised as, you know, I don't love the genre of musical theater in the way that people who love the genre of musical theater love musical theater. Mm. Um and it sh- just shocks people and i'm like you know one of my favorite films jesus christ du- superstar. <laughs> Super- superstar superstar Sorry, i'm exhausted oh, okay. jesus christ superstar is just you can't get much better than
0: oh best thing angela Weber ever wrote
1: right and you know when i like the you get angels in white bikinis and fringe as choreographed by twyla tharp I don't know if it gets better than that. I think this comes with that same energy. You just get theater. You get production. You get showiness. It's
0: very Judy Garland Christmas special number kind of.
1: Yeah. It's just pure camp. And it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's a fun story about sharing.
1: Yeah. Except for with the IRS. Yeah,
0: except for the IRS.
1: But you do get that classic VeggieTales subversive little bit of uh, shout out. To, uh, not just the parents, but to teaching children to also think for themselves, yeah. Yeah,
0: did you claim that?
1: Yeah, that's so good. Um, I think that at the end of this musical number, Larry does not get rewarded. He is robbed of everything, is left with no cookies, nobody, (laughs) (laughs) nobody stays.
0: Santa brought presents though, right, presumably?
1: But the bandit stole them.
0: Maybe Larry's gift is in heaven.
1: No, so Larry gets (laughs) no reward for being good, and you had said that Larry is the Jean Valjean of...
0: Oh, yeah, no, see, he made it better for the...
1: Yeah, and I love that joke.
0: He made it better for the Viking and the thief.
1: He did. Okay, so... We get back into it, and we are at...
0: We are at George's house, and he yes. reads to them from the Book of Luke about the, the a, a baby born in a major. the true meaning of Christmas, the reason, Liz, that we celebrate
1: Christmas. He gives him Linus's speech, How which sh- I realize is scripture, but I know it is Linus's speech. <laughs> <laughs> so it's did did Charles M. Schultz write Christmas? <laughs> <Is> that
0: <laughs> Christmas was invented in 1956 yes. for.
1: For the Peanuts special. <laughs> um, yeah, we get this grand, beautiful thing where the kids learn.
0: The kids learn about
1: uh, uh, the baby. The Jesus. toy learns. The
0: toy learns. The toy converts.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> It cut to the epic penguin chase scene, though, right? Okay. Well, yeah. So
0: they, <laughs> once they have learned the true meaning of Christmas, they want to uh, spread the word, announce it, announce it to all of the surrounding towns.
1: Viewers of Nazar's TV studio.
0: Yeah, his his propaganda machine. And so they break into the TV studio, very Metal Gear Solid, which I believe came out two years later. So it really hit the game.
1: It's very Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> was
0: it's really what this
1: film mirrors quite nicely.
0: <laughs> they, uh, they get into this TV studio and then they broadcast the message. They kind of give a truncated version of, this, of the Nativity story and say the true meaning of christmas is not about receiving presents but it's about giving presents it's about being kind and showing christ's love to each other in the darkest and coldest part of the year
1: but the but it is about getting presents cuz you get you get jesus
0: jesus was the, the present
1: but yeah jesus okay. was the initial christmas present yeah yes yeah and then buzz saw It's like, oh, man, I got nothing on that. And that's the true meaning of Christmas, and I got to go share it with the people so that they'll stop selling my brethren to these (laughs) horrible children. (laughs) So they go, and they tell the news that Jesus is the reason for the season— and then they get. Can you,
0: can you not say that with just such disdain? Come on, come on! It's Christmas. I mean, it's Hanukkah, but it's Christmas.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> they get chased down by these penguins. It's amazing. It's adorable. It's it's pry. It's good action. Okay, you get these like tough-looking bandit penguins up to no good, right? It's a classic trope, but it's so good. You can't not.
0: You yeah, have a penguin guard.
1: Yeah, you can't not enjoy an angry-looking penguin.
0: And then they they get tied up and placed into like a Bond villain torture <laughs> sequence. Oh, it's, with, with Mr. Nezer.
1: It's delightful. It's really. It is. It's out there for the Bond fans. It's so good. Yes, it's.
0: There they all get tied up and they're going to be shot like delivery through a delivery shoot to, to to one of the cities of Bumbleyburg. which I always thought if we went to Bumbleyburg, Larry Boy would just save them, right? That's what.
1: It's kind of, you know, maybe.
0: But instead, they'll go to Pugsleyville, which you shouldn't, shouldn't go to Shouldn't, because the
1: bridge is out. Because
0: the bridge is out. That's a recurring joke, which is very good.
1: Oh, yeah. They really, they stuck with it. They stuck with that bit. Um, so they get saved by the townspeople. The
0: townspeople come together. It is only by rallying your brethren and sister that we may overthrow capitalism.
1: It's very <laughs> Peasants and Pitchforks, and it's so... Good.
0: <laughs> but instead of uh, uh, attacking Mr. Nezer, they just, you know, he's they just talk it out, and he's, yeah. he's a really good guy. You know? And
1: it's just a bad origin story, right? He received a razor for Christmas in school or something. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's fine. He's fine. He's just grumpy. He just needs a snack. And
0: but he accidentally trips the death trap anyway. <laughs> And sends uh, our heroes careening On their Pugliel. way
1: toward Pugsleyville.
0: On their merry way. But then, while going down... And a very intricate and interesting-looking chase, especially considering how few people were animating. I had yeah. a big idea this time. Very uh, involved chase scene with a bunch of penguins going after Bob Larry Jr. and Bustle Louis, And then Mr. Nezer going after the penguins.
1: And it's it's all downhill. It's, all, it's literally downhill. <laughs> It looks like the ski game where the Yeti would come eat you, but it's yes. so
0: good. It's very good. And um, you Buzzsaw Louie is able to use his buzzsaw to escape because I mean, you think he would have tried that earlier.
1: Yeah, he remembers all of a sudden at the last minute that he does have a buzzsaw for a hand. Which, and
0: he has hands.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, all things that he probably should have thought about. Probably should have. A lot sooner.
0: Maybe. and uh, But he's able to save them. Then he sees a bunch of penguins and Mr. Nezzer going by. He's like, oh, well, we now have to save Mr. Nezzer.
1: Because he's nice now. Because he's
0: nice. Because, you know, we just had it, we had it out. It seems all right. And so, in a very intricate intricate scene, like a trapeze of penguins, which is majestic, all interlock uh, limbs to save Mr. Yeah. Nezzer from falling off of the Pugsleyville Bridge. And a very well-executed sequence, I must say.
1: It is... I get this, they really... The, the actual animation of this is so good. And it's probably like the first Tales where you do get just really, really good animation. It's good at the start, but they like really think the technology started to catch up to them a little bit more at this point. And it's like, it's fun to watch it and go back and be like, oh man, that was so hard for them to do. And it's like, I don't know, it's almost under... It's almost undervalued. It's almost yeah. underrated.
0: As far as Christmas things go, you know, it's not as long as It's a Wonderful Life. Um, it's not as action-packed as Die Hard. But for 30 minutes,
1: it's it's pretty good. It does have a feel like, cliffhanger... Yeah. You know, Stallone vibes, but... Not as much falling off the cliffs.
0: As we're hanging off the cliffs at one point. Yeah. So... What are you, how, how do you feel about Christmas in general? We'll we'll, we'll start there. I
1: don't like it.
0: You're anti. christmas I'm anti
1: Christmas. I'll, look.
0: You I begrudgingly do- decided. We'll, we'll do we'll do this one.
1: I I don't, and it's like I get asked about it every. The thing is, I think it's partly that I have lived in you know parts of our country where Christmas happens in a either smaller way or not so in your face like it's around right and I'm like okay the lights are nice it's pretty you hear the music like in the store whatever but it's not all consuming and I think my first like winter in the south it was so just everywhere just in your face all consuming um We had gotten a note from the Homeowners Association one year about us not having Christmas decorations. (laughs) We bought a strand of Star David lights to put (laughs) outside, you know, but like it was very, it was a bit of a culture shock. And it's it's weird to say because it is part of American culture and it is there and, you know, you're aware of it, you're conscious of it. But going from it happening around you to why are you not actively in it was... It was a big shift. It was weird, um, and I don't think it's just the co- I you know the consumerism whatever. When you're outside of that, it doesn't. It's not as important. Like it doesn't seem as deep. Um, you know I think it's again it's just like the cultural part of it, the weight behind it. Um, there's yeah you know, I've had so many so many so many so many conversations with people where they're like oh well you don't celebrate christmas and they're like i celebrate christmas but i'm an atheist and it's like great well you grew up in a christian family like culturally you were christian whether or not you understand what that means
0: christmas as a holiday is kind of divorced almost
1: from the church and as much as people want to say it's secular it's also you know, there is a very dark aspect of it for the Jewish people that I sometimes, you know, bring up, sometimes don't, just because it is one of those things where it's like, wow, that's a little, I don't know, maybe it's ridiculous, maybe it's a little too much, maybe, you know, let it go, I don't know. But, um, you know, we call it Niktonuk, we call it in the night that we don't, we don't go to the shul, we don't turn our lights on, we don't engage in it, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we go to like Chinese restaurants, whatever, but traditionally it's a night like you're not supposed to walk to your synagogue. You're not supposed to kind of actively publicly engage in your Judaism because historically, especially in you know previous Russian Empire, Bessarabian province, parts of Europe, um, Christmas Eve was when you Christmas Eve and Easter were the two days of the year. Where the activity was to get super drunk and go and smash up a shuttle. Um, because you know, oh man, it's Jesus' birthday. Jews killed Jesus. Let's go fuck him up, right? And that was that was a big thing. That was a big activity um, in that's how um, American Tale starts. You know, it that's it was very traditional to have pogroms executed on Christmas. So it is a very, very traumatic, violent day for Jewish memory. Um, and while, you know, we're in America, it's different. That's not the case. That violence still kind of follows with that like forced participation in a way it's a for and one of the reasons too is because Hanukkah in and of itself is not an important holiday for the Jews. It's not biblical, you know, it's not a Torah holiday. Um, It's a later rabbinical holiday. And while it is important, you know, we kind of use a menorah as a symbol of who we are, you know, that goes into the conversation of the distinction between menorah and chanakia. And what is a chanakia? It is an eight-branched menorah. A menorah is six branches to count the days of the week, right? And then Shabbat has its candles. So, like, there's, you know, very little cultural knowledge behind that. And in the 1950s, you have you know, another huge wave of Jewish immigration, you know, in the wake of World War II. And this is where you start seeing a very commercialized Hanukkah. Um, and that was because it did fall around the same time as the American Christian holidays. I know they're secularized. Mm-hmm. I know Ulysses S. Grant made Christmas a secular holiday. It's Ulysses S. Grant. I don't know how much we can rely on him. Um But there was this attempt to, you know, make recent immigrant Jewish children kind of feel more part of the culture. So, yeah, all of these kids have these big shiny gifts and like these big trees and everything's like magical and special and you don't get to participate in that. And there was kind of this fear that there would be this jealousy, there would be this envy that would lead to people wandering away from Jewish tradition so that's where you start seeing Hanukkah being kind of the Jewish Christmas that's where you start seeing oh it's the it's it is Jewish Christmas you get gifts you get all of these things cuz Hanukkah gifts existed but not in this way for hundreds and hundreds of years until 1950s America where we don't want our children to want a Christmas tree. We don't want them to want to be engaging in this tradition. So let's make our own equivalent and keep them a little closer to the Jewish people, Jewish faith, Jewish tradition, Jewish culture. Um, I'll wrap it up. But, yeah. uh, that, you know, again, that's that's one of the reasons why, like, my relationship to Christmas is not great. Um, if I may encourage...
0: I, I look at Christmas as the day and to celebrate Christ's birth Everybody, even you know, secular people Or atheists Tend to be nice around like, right. Charitable around Christmas Giving goes up People tend to be nicer to each other They give gifts I, I think the important tradition around Christmas Is that this is the day More than any other day That everybody truly are brothers and sisters right. We are all truly you know, God's children And we all act as Christ-like to each other because it's Christmas. Because it's this day we're all, right, kind to each other, and, and grudges can go away, and and forgiveness can happen, and and you see your family again, which you might not see them very often all year, and you people travel, because to be with each other, to be in communion with each other, and communion know, yeah. with God, kind of bring holiness and and you know be Christ like to each other, be excellent to each other, as yeah the other Bill prophet Tend Bill Tend would say. <laughs> yeah.
1: And as I've gotten older, and you know my my boyfriend's family's Mexican Catholic, so like I've got it, and like that tradition, like going. We had. I was sick last year on Christmas, and his mom made me buttered noodles for dinner, and it was great because she just invited everyone she knew to come sit at her table, and it was like. A really nice experience and I've like experienced some Christmases and this one was just like very and they don't do gifts at this Christmas also so it was like so it was a little more genuine there was something about it that was like really I was like maybe this is the meaning of Christmas and I think that it is and as I've as I've gotten older and a little less uh, jagged around these these worn out old edges Um <laughs> You know, I'm uh I don't when someone's like happy or Merry Christmas, you know, I'm not gonna go, oh I'm Jewish, you know. I'm just <laughs> like thank you. You too. You know, <laughs> like I get it, I get it, you know. And it's with, fine.
0: And with that said, listener, I I gotta go. I got you gotta get some sleep, I gotta go work. So Yeah. <laughs> uh listener, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and remember that God made you special.
1: Hugsamayo. <laughs> okay. <laughs>